everybody! Welcome back to Devil Details! This is a very super awesome special episode because, as you can tell by the title of the episode probably, we have an amazing, amazing special guest for this one. I'm so excited for this one. We've been holding this one for a long time, so uh, not a long, long time, but we've been holding it and we can't wait to share it with you guys. Yes! Kristen and I just got done talking to Jake McLaughlin! You know Jake as Gary Hall in Blackbird. He also is pretty well known for his role as Ryan Booth in Quantico, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. He is an amazing actor and a super, super nice, awesome guy. So fun talking to him. So much fun. He was so So funny and personable and everything you would imagine him to be, he was. Everything you would want. Yes. And he wasn't uh, scared away by us gushing about him in earlier (laughs) episodes, which he did listen to. (laughs) Thankfully, he uh, wasn't, yeah, (laughs) he didn't get scared off by us just talking about his eyes for 10 minutes in our podcast. (laughs) No, he he was amazing. We're super glad to have been able to talk to him about Blackbird and about all kinds of other fun oh, so stuff. So many things. He's had a lot of stories to to share with us. He's super cool. So yeah. big, big shout out to Jake. Thank you so much for talking to yes. us. Thank you, Jake. It was so fun. You made our afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was such a good day. So yeah, here is our talk with Jake McLaughlin. Yeah, enjoy. They were great. My buddy, uh, I have a buddy that's a judge at UFC and he got me some tickets and they were great seats and they, the UFC, everyone just took care of us really well. It was, it was cool. Yeah. They hooked you up. Yeah. I was in uh, Vegas in May, right after a UFC fight. Yeah. There was a lot of people talking about it and we're all hyped up for it. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky and you get to go to one that's just a banger of a night and has just a, just not just, not just the main card fights, because I'm not one of those people like Salt Lake was cool because like, you know, people don't get to, they don't, that's only the second time they've had a fight there. And it was the first time they've had a pay-per-view fight in Salt Lake. So people, a lot of times they just show up like, like right before the main card starts or towards the middle of the prelim. And I show up at first fight of the early prelims. I'm, I'm there to watch fights. And those, yeah. those guys come up and come and they're, they, they're hungry and they're trying to make names for themselves. So it's just like, it's, they're, it's, they're good. There's some, and there were some just fans. Sometimes the best nights, the best fights of the night are the ones that happen uh, in the early prelims. And yeah. the prelims. So I don't, I, cool. I'm not, I'm not too cool to show up for the early fights. I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So cool. Oh, that's awesome. I just got back from a, big weekend in seattle and got covid tested positive this morning oh no are you all right yeah i'm okay i'm like kind of stuffy and got a gross like raspy voice but i feel okay no carry up just... <laughs> is that where you is that uh is that the first time you've had it yeah oh you've had it. i've wow. never had it yeah so it's kind of embarrassing like i, I came this far it's like three years into the pandemic now, and I'm just now getting it. Not cool to get it anymore. You see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I felt when I got it. I had it last month, and I was like, oh, I made it this yeah. far, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, knocked me down. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, hopefully that's the worst of it that you're going through. Yeah, right. I hope so. Yeah, yeah probably. 
anyways. It was worth it. I had a great weekend. <laughs> I went to Seattle, went to, um, I saw Hamilton. I saw the Killers concert. Uh, I went to Comic-Con. It was great. Oh, so you, do the, <laughs> you do the Comic-Con stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to go to one of those and it was, uh, and it was uh, when I did that show Believe years ago. It was back in, yeah. I think, 2014, like that. And I got to go to Comic-Con. We piggybacked on the uh, the panel for uh, Revolution, the other J.J. Abrams show. And mm-hmm. it was a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd when it comes to comic book stuff. I just ordered a Wolverine <laughs> comic on eBay for, like, it was such a good deal. I got, like, 50 Wolverine comics. It was great. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was, Who do you uh, think should play Wolverine next? Shit, I, well, I'd heard that rumor about, about Taryn playing him, and I think Taryn would – I don't – I hope <laughs> – uh, him turning down the role and then I don't know that I think it's a freaking great that'd be a great choice because yeah. he's got that he's got that he's got the build for it especially right now he's all jacked you know and he looks totally and he's a freaking killer actor so it's just he he would I think he would just he would destroy that role it would just be it would be great I think yeah, yeah I'd like to see that I would really like to see that I want to see them do like a true now that I think I don't know if they do it because you know Disney tends to lean on the more of the not rated R side of things, I guess you can yeah. say, but there's a graphic novel called old man Logan out there. It's one of my favorite graphic novels. And if they did it justice and did it, did it just like that. Cause the, the problem before was that Fox owned Wolverine and X-Men and then Disney owned, uh, what is it? The Avengers and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. They're all Marvel, but they were owned by different companies. So you couldn't use in old man Logan. It's, it, it incorporates a lot of, the other superheroes, you know, Thor's mm-hmm. and Captain uh, Captain America's shield and outfit and, Thor and you know, Iron Man's suit and all that stuff. But the, it's post like the hero world where all most of the heroes are dead and Wolverine's one of the last ones that's still alive. And it's just it's if you don't if you haven't read it, if you're into comic <laughs> or anything like that, go check out Old Man Logan. It's one of the coolest graphic novels ever written. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> guys. Yeah, it was great. Um, so we should probably ask you about Blackbird since that's what we're here for. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it, I enjoyed it. I went into it not knowing, I mean, I knew I'd like it because it was a great cast, but it's not my type of movie or show. Yeah. So I was a little like, not apprehensive, but things like that scare me because I don't do well with that stuff. But I found myself like on the edge of my seat every single week, like, oh, what's next? What's going to happen next? But I'd read the book, so I knew kind of what was happening. Okay. But still, even knowing the full story, I was like, oh, what's next? What's next? Yeah, there's a definitely yeah. a big difference between like the books and, you know, the books, books they always say are always better and stuff. And that's not necessarily always the case. I actually liked the movie for Forrest Gump better than I liked the book Forrest Gump. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, once you get thrown into the mix where the people are actually playing the characters and bringing them to life as best they can, mm-hmm. you get thrown into it and you're kind of, you're kind of engrossed and encapsulated by it. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. I mean, then yeah. they just, it was one of those ones where like, you know, cause you don't get like when you audition for things, you don't you don't always get the script and especially on like something like that, you're not going to get all six scripts given to you and nor would you have the time to read all six (laughs) scripts. If you did get it, normally it's like you get something at eight o'clock at night and they're like, Oh, they need this by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. (laughs) Why? Why did I get this like a while ago? And here's the script in the sides. And then you're just going, well, okay, I'm just going to have to read, get the sides then and figure those out. Cause I'm, that's about how all I'm going to have time to learn. And, 
in that time. I'm not, I don't have time to read the script for anything like that. But that one was one of the ones where you actually, they actually gave us ample time, which is a huge factor from an acting standpoint to be able to, you know, have time because you want to have time to like really kind of focus on it and deep dive into it. And when it's really good, you get to, you kind of like, and you really want something. Usually you don't get the ones that you really want. And you're, and you're, <laughs> work on I guess is what you do but with that one like there's just kind of like okay don't send me anything else for a minute I want to I want to like this is good this is really good the right Dennis's writing is so so good it's, it's so good yeah I don't I, I I'm I'm just as, as it's fun to be a part of something that you're as much of a fan of as the as people that are watching it mm-hmm. you know at home and that's then that's the truth and you don't and that's not usually the case that's usually just something that's just a job or you're doing something like that and you're trying to you know granted you're trying to do as good of a job as you possibly can with the material that's given to you but this one that wasn't um it, his writing was so dennis's writing was so good that it was and then plus you know you have these actors like taryn and you've got um paul and and Sepeda and Greg and Ray and, and rob and malcolm all these people that are brought in there and you just know how they are you know mm-hmm. They're just fantastic. So it kind of, it kind of elevates your game a bit and, and, and you have to like, you have to, you have this pressure to, to kind of really, you don't get to phone shit in when you know. Yeah. Yeah. You had to bring your A game the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, and and then, and it was kind of a nerve wracking experience, honestly, because I hadn't done anything in a long time because of the COVID stuff. And the last thing I had done before that, I hadn't worked for, God, a year and a half, almost two years after Quantico, because I wanted, I took a year off for, um, just cause I wanted to, cause I'd been gone for three years doing Quantico. I missed, I missed Freya's birth. I missed Rowan's birth. I missed births. I missed everything. I missed funerals. I missed a lot of stuff. And I said, I'm taking a year off, I'm not doing anything. Don't send me anything. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm over it right now. <laughs> yeah. And then when I was ready to get back to work, I had to go in for two back surgeries, six months apart wow. from other, and that. <sighs> I mean, the last one I did was right before the shutoff for COVID for elective surgeries. So then that whole thing happened. It was just like, oh my God, here we go. And I had only done one project in between that. And that was home with Kathy Bates before that. And then, oh uh, yeah. And then that was, that was also like, oh crap. Can I, do I even know how to do this anymore? Cause it's, <laughs> I'm off. It's a little bit, but I think it was a good thing. I actually think it was a really good thing. And then that was kind of the case with Blackbird because I was, I hadn't done anything since home and now I'm thrown into the mix with, with Blackbird. And that's, you know, so it was a little, it was a little, a uh, little bit nerve wracking, but not too bad because once, <laughs> once you know, you're just, it's sort of like, you know, I've, I've said it before, but like sort of like being in high school or starting your first day of school, you get those, those jitters the night before and you mm-hmm. don't you sleep like crap and all that. And then once you get there and you fall back into it and you're like, Oh, Never mind. I know this. This is <laughs> it's like riding never, a bike. Yeah, it's like riding a bike, but it's still, you know, you still get those jitters beforehand, but. Yeah, that's good. So sorry, I didn't. I rambled on there for a minute. No, no please. We're here to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. So did you see all of, uh, you know, like while the show was airing, everyone's theory was that Gary Hall was like behind everything. Did you see all of that? I saw, I heard a little bit about that. I actually had another actress on the show I'm about to work on. She uh, she had sent me a message on Instagram saying, Gary knew, he fucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because they, you know, and, and then I got asked in another interview about um, the map being sent home, but I, it wasn't being sent to Gary. I think it, I, I didn't answer it correctly because I guess I just missed that when I was watching it, that it was addressed to Larry because he was anticipating getting out. So he was sending it to himself. And that was, I, I, I just, I just missed that. That was something that went over me. And, uh, and so I guess that answers that, but <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, I did. I did see those those theories about it because you know yeah, there was everyone. I think everyone who like didn't know the story was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. yeah, totally." Gary did everything. This is all Gary. <laughs> my my sister was convinced that Gary did knew did it and was using Larry as the scapegoat. I like that theory. She wouldn't tell me that that was her theory because my face would have given it away because she knew right. I read the book. So she's <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you what my theory is until the show's over because I don't want your face to give it away. <laughs> so at the end, she was like, I thought it was the brother. I thought it was the brother. <laughs> I ended up not being There wasn't much to go off there. I know Paul had even less than I did as far as like material, that you, the source material that you could look at. And there was only like... The only thing I saw before I started or even knew really was I watched like, I think it was like a, maybe like a 40 or 45 minute. I want to say it was like a 20 minutes or, or 60 minutes or a dateline or something that was on YouTube. And yeah. I had a little interview with Gary Hall on there. And I was just like, <laughs> I was watching it with my dad and we were cracking up because it's like, <laughs> if I had done the voice that way, Paul, Paul can pull that off. Um, you know, spades. But I, it would have taken the audience out of it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do that. It would have been, it would have come off as absolutely, it would have been bad for all parties involved. So <laughs> yeah, was, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't think you needed that for no. a character like Gary. Like, it wasn't needed. And I had mentioned it to, I think, Dennis or to Mikhail. I can't remember who. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not. We're not <laughs> no. Because I, I was still like, because I auditioned for it just the normal way I would audition. And then, and then, um, and then I, after I got the part, I was like, I saw, I, then I watched that that uh thing and i was thinking oh shit i hope they don't want me to do that <laughs> for paul it totally works you know at a hundred percent but you can't have him and i both doing that and then it wouldn't you know yeah yeah all and him or i think they're identical twins if i'm not mistaken they look mm-hmm. very to each other i mean one yeah but only slight differences really and that was that was i guess not really the the case with with the the filming uh, version of the film version of it yeah and i think with the show they were at least from what i could pick up from it is that they wanted gary to be more similar to jimmy and like have Mm -hmm. that comparison be really more than like a gary larry comparison because Mm -hmm. jimmy was sort of like a surrogate brother in prison and so it was like i don't know i think that jimmy and gary probably had more in common in the show than gary and larry did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, like like Larry you know and Paul in the show confided in Taryn you know and Jimmy because he was he he there was so many there were similarities between mm-hmm. two of us you know to him so exactly and they mentioned it you know like I think they mentioned it a few times oh get you remind me of Gary or you, you mm-hmm. do Gary does that too and blah 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 and I think <laughs> Jimmy cool. tried to play off of that to get Larry to start to give more confessions too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, th- I, I wish, geez, I wish in real life that they'd like the brothers had got together and tried to, you know, find the, the locations of the, of the victims, mm-hmm. you know, cause that'd be a fun second season if there was. <laughs> right. yeah, There's fun. the second season. Aaron and I driving around finding stuff. That would be cool. <laughs> that'd, be cool. that'd be really cool. God, yeah. It's a good job, man. It was so yeah. good. So good. Uh, can, we, can we pitch that to Dennis? Like, that yeah. idea. <laughs> Jason <Absolutely>. Taron. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll executive produce that for you. Right? <laughs> I was, um, I know you were in the military prior to becoming an actor. First, so first, thank you for your service. I'm a military child, so I know right. what that is. Um, was that a hard transition for you to go from military into acting, or have you always had kind of that acting background 
I, oh, I didn't have the background, um, but I had the want to get into acting. I was, I was like, before I joined the military, because I joined, I signed up the day after September 11th. When, um, I was a security guard at Universal Studios, studios leading up to that point. And my whole plan was, because I lived right around the corner from, I lived on Whipple Street, right around the corner from Universal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I remember hearing, and I don't know if it was like massive public knowledge then, but I remember hearing the story of Steven Spielberg trying to like, Finagle his, he kind of finagled his way onto the lot and got a little, I think like a, like a little uh, trailer or something that he kind of an abandoned trailer or something that kind of turned into his his makeshift office or something along those lines. I could, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm probably screwing it up, but I'd heard that and that's how he kind of got into it. I thought, well, that's probably my best bet, and I live right here next to Universal, where there, where it's, which is an active studio, so I might mm-hmm. as well figure out a way to do that and. Uh, and so I got a job as a security guard there and I got to work down the lower lot and do all that. But then September 11th happened and, um, you know, I got to do like an Aerosmith music video. I got to do a lot of special events. Like there was a, there was a, there, there, I think it was like maybe 2000, the year 2000, maybe uh, it was the teen choice awards they did up there. And I was right there where all the celebrities were getting out of their cars and um, you know, in my Pinkerton security outfit with my tie and all that. <laughs> And so I remember it was right around the time um, Ben Affleck was going through some sort of um, an alcohol issue back then, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember the photographers were really like coning in a lot on him. And I was just kind of like in the back of my mind thinking, man, leave the guy alone. You know, like, he, so what, you know, he's got a, he's, he, who doesn't, who hasn't had a problem or an issue in their mm-hmm. life. It's just kind of like, because it's the hot news and they want to do all that shit. I'm just, I was never a big fan of that stuff. So I remember the sun was right in my eyes, but I was looking at this one photographer in particular who was like, t- just couldn't stop taking pictures of him and filming him and whatnot. And I just had, and I didn't know what angle, I didn't know anything about cameras then. And he was, I was right behind Ben Affleck. I'm looking at this camera operator and I'm kind of scowling at him and the sun's right in my eyes. But, um, and my aunt had like recorded it just in case I was on TV. And sure enough, it was that I might record it. She still has like the VHS or something somewhere. <laughs> it, it happens where it was like, it says, um, it's, you know, it does the cuts to the commercial break and it says, up next, we have Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, uh, you know, Gwen Stefani, Ben Affleck. Well, and it shows Ben Affleck. And it looks like, because it, you can't really tell, it just looks like I'm right behind Ben Affleck and I want to kill him. It looks like, <laughs> like the sun's right in my eyes. It looks like I'm looking at him and I'm like plotting, you know, a vicious Ben Affleck murder. It was, that was my big screen debut. But yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> That was, yeah, I mean, the, but the transition as far as that's concerned, I mean, not not so much. It was more, it was more like a, it was a, like a, a lack of, I guess, belonging is what it really boiled down to with me. It's because I got, I went, I was in the military and people ask me, how'd you get into the, you know, military? And it was like, because I was a com, I'm a combat vet. That that's kind of what got my foot in the door eventually. Because I was pouring concrete up in Northern California when my friend uh, called about a script uh, to audition for, because I was broke so i said sure i'll give oh, why not i have nothing else going i'm about to lose my ass here and uh and so yeah it was just like it was like but like i said i've said it before like like in the military you have to learn all the acronyms for things and you're constantly having to learn stuff on the go and, and like that your brain your brain gets into this mode where you just you just get it and then it's hardwired that way so when you go onto a movie set and you hear all these ter- this terminology and all these things that you've never heard before you pick up on it quick and you get that just common sense kind of dictates that but i always felt like especially in the beginning of my career and even even still now like i think i i just feel like there's a sense of I don't know, like not belonging, I guess, is, is more of, I, I do, I do look at it more of a job than, mm-hmm. uh, than I, you know, I, I work to live and not 
not the other way around kind of deal. Yeah. And I, I love working. I love acting. I absolutely love acting. I don't care about all the other stuff. I like yeah. to show up. I like to be able to have the time and, and be able to work on a, on material or a role and be able to go in and do it and do as good of a job as I possibly can. That's always my goal is to do as good of a job as I can. And, um, and then, you know, go, go home to my family and do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to, Blackbird was the first like red carpet thing I've been to. And I don't even know how long I just don't go to those. I'm not really, not really a fan of that stuff. And, but I really enjoyed, I knew, I really enjoyed the project, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the show. And I enjoyed just the, all the material, all the people, all the actors, everyone in it was just so great. And it was just, I knew, I knew it was something special and I really wanted to be, be there for the premiere to, to promote it, you know, and do that because that's not, that's just not me doing those things. <laughs> and, sorry, but it's just not, yeah. it's part of the job and all that stuff. Plus, but, yeah. Did you have fun at least? I did. I did have yeah. fun. Uh, at the premiere or the, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah no the premiere was great we watched the, the first episode and like and it was just and it was fantastic and i was just sitting there going wow this is this is great you know i was just blown away by because i'd never seen i was like i think i was the only actor period like there was like background actors that i think had been sent the the, the whole season and they'd all watch and i'm like how are you guys watching all this how do you <laughs> You know, and I'm like, how you, you know, Seppi, Seppi would tell me like, hey, oh, this is, it's great. You're great. You're blah, blah, blah. And I, and, and I'd say, well, how have you seen it? How have you seen it? You know, I seen it. Like, okay, I'm the only one that hasn't. So it was, it was pretty funny. And then they sent me an invite to the premiere because Seppi had, had given me the heads up about it. And, um, and I responded right away. I said, yeah, I'll be there. And they said, you can bring like up to eight guests. So I brought my buddy Graham I did Quantico with and, you know, and, and all this. And I show and I showed up. And then when they had all the every actor, they announced every actor and producer and writer. They act, individually, they announced all of us inside of the theater at their premiere. And it's pretty is it was at that that theater. I can't remember the name of it now. I should know the name of this. I told it. Oh, I can't remember. It. But it was uh, it was where they filmed uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where Margot Robbie mm-hmm. to watch herself and yeah. things Westwood and um, is it Orpheum or no I don't know I don't remember. I know what it looks yeah I'm, I know I, it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember it now to save my life but then he announced they announced he, then he gets to me when he announces me and he goes oh and it, 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 we, he, we didn't think he was going to come we got a big surprise Jake McLaughlin's here and I'm like uh, what I was I, <laughs> I things so. <laughs> what, what? I don't know, but it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was a, it was a nice, it was a very nice reception and, and it was just neat to see everybody there, you know, and get to catch up with everyone, all the actors, and Dennis and everyone else. Cause, um, did you get to work with, cause you didn't get to really work with like Taryn or you, your scenes were mostly with, um, Greg Kinnear and Sepeda and yeah. so was it cool? Was that the first time you guys were all in the same spot or did you interact when you filmed? No, we, uh, like uh, Taryn and Paul and I had gone out drinking a few times. That was, I don't drink. I stopped drinking last September, but yeah, we had gone out drinking a few times mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that was when I met Taryn was out socially in private life and not mm-hmm. on, on the set. And I don't even think we were, cause we were filming in, in different places, different times, you know, yeah. cause we were the, the, all the stuff at our house was done outside of new Orleans. And then mm-hmm. all the stuff with, with, uh, with Paul in the prison was done in downtown new Orleans, like an old courthouse or I think it was something like that. I can't remember what it was, but you know, the weather kept screwing everything up too. Like that scene, those scenes that I had all pretty, I think it was every scene I had at our house. We shot all in the same day because all my coverage and all that, because I was, we were supposed to get to my coverage and I was in a great spot too. I was like in a great headspace. I had, I'd been 
you know, doing it on Seven and Greg's coverage. They 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 were filming their coverage, and I was just doing it. And then thunder happened. You know, thunder <laughs> just kept the weather just kept. They filming out in the south is not conducive to getting shots off, <laughs> especially in the summer. <laughs> no, summer, no, you no, it's it's crazy. And then they had that hurricane that came through, and that mm-hmm. stopped production for a long time as well. But yeah, so then it ended up just kept compiling all of my scenes into one day. I'm like, oh my god, dude, this is a lot. <laughs> For one day like there's a lot of dialogue for one scene you know for yeah because one- yeah that especially i was gonna ask about like that scene especially in episode six with you and greg and seppi like it's there's a lot of like emotion that's happening and gary's like recalling all this stuff that happened with larry like it's it's intense it's a really i don't know it was a really powerful scene mm-hmm. oh thanks yeah it was it was very intense and it was just it was uh again dennis's writing was so good it wasn't it was it was that's really what it lent itself to. But, um, but that, it was just hard to do it, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, you know, to do, <laughs> to do those things is that's a little, that's a little different. That's more of a later in the day kind of thing. Yeah. And Once so warmed up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it was, but it was, uh, it was great. I'd done it. So, you know, I'd done it at that point. I'd done it quite a few times just from the, the, the reverse coverage on Greg and Sepeda and all that. So, but, and they were great, you know, they were just, they're just pleasant people to work with and Greg fly fishes. And so that's something we have in common a lot, you know, so that was, that was pretty cool. And, and like, I know I also like with Ray, we went out, I, Ray was in the same hotel as me. So he and his fiance and I, we'd drink and, you know, get, you know, get tie one on at night with Robin and stuff. we'd hang out. Robin was my buddy through that, that, that first stretch of the, of the, uh, of the filming process of that. It was just great. It was a cool experience. A dream job really, because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the massive workload that, that Paul had. So it was like, it was nice to be able to go in for a job and, and just not, and just kind of be left to my own devices. It was like, you know, they, I didn't, I, they didn't tell me to do anything. They just, they were, I was asking like, is, there, is, is this okay? Is like, is this good? Like, is this what you want? And like, just keep doing your thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it was just, and then you, and it was just, it was great. It really was a, a it was a, it was a dream job. It was a neat, neat neat project to work on you know one of those ones that doesn't come along and i'm fortunate to have been a part of it just because it was said you know it, it doesn't always happen yeah yeah those kinds yeah. of problems i mean yeah it turned out i mean it's amazing this show is beyond as good as i thought it was going to be oh, so yeah. thankfully because we did this whole show about it yeah. <laughs> so, it's good that it's good Hey, thanks for doing that, though. That's it's really cool that you guys did it. I mean, I, 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 to be honest with you, I'd much rather be doing this with you guys than on any other, you know, <laughs> podcast that's out there. I like that stuff. I like it that you guys, you know, you don't have six hundred million followers, and I don't care about all that crap. I'd rather yeah. be with the fans that really truly like the stuff. And, and yeah, that's well, I mean, thank you for doing this. This of was course. it was so exciting when you uh, <laughs> when you said you would come on. We're like, wait, what? Yeah, of yeah, course. Um, we were so excited we were a little bit nervous when you said that you were going to listen to it because um uh i i i mean we were excited but then it was like oh no we did talk about like just his eyes and his eyelashes for like a whole <laughs> okay it's, we, I, we gushed a little bit <laughs> don't be, don't be, I, it's funny i got i because that's what every guy wants to hear oh you have the prettiest eyelashes don't just, <laughs> Every guy, but it's but it's inevitable, really. Like it's every I think every hair and makeup trailer I've ever gone into when they're doing some, whatever to me, they just go, "Oh my god, your eyelashes!" I'm like, th- "Yeah, thanks." Thank you. <laughs> thank you. They're there. You know, you want them? I don't. You know, it's not, <laughs> the guy generally is like, "Yeah, that, yeah, great." 
<laughs> it's great. It was great in Iraq, though. It kept the sand out of my eyes. So there you go. <laughs> at least they're useful too. That's good. <laughs> and um, I noticed your eyes specifically because I love watching actors' eyes when they're not speaking because I think you can tell a lot about the scene and the emotion just through the actor's eyes. And your eyes during that scene specifically were so intense, and you could just feel the emotion that you were trying to portray. So no, thank I, you. I was watching your eyes for that too, but they no, are pretty. <laughs> no, thank you. So thanks you guys. I, I, I'm very flattered. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad it didn't like scare you away. Yeah. Glad you didn't listen. We're like, Oh no, I can't talk to these girls. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's very, very heartwarming and flattering. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, I, 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 Oh, well, I just kind of going off of uh, your looks just for a second. Um, I wanted to ask you about your hair in the show because it's very like, was that your real hair that they styled? Like, was it long for the show? And it wasn't for the show. It was just long at, um, at that point when I got cast in it. So you, normally what happens is, especially with like network TV, they don't let me keep my hair long. And my hair is always buzzed. You know, it's always shaved. It's shaved now. Like, I don't I don't have any hair right now. And they and they uh and that's just the way it normally is. So, like, I, I don't mind growing it out. I like growing it out and, and just doing whatever with it. And because you can, it's always easier to cut it than it is to grow it out. And if I get a role where I'm allowed to have long hair or they want me to have long hair, I'd rather have my own than some, you know, I don't know, cadaver wig or something where I pull those things out of. They do, they're, they're expensive, too. Those wigs are not cheap. I had one on Believe that was, like, $14,000 just for a wig. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And my hair was already long and they added, they, they gave me a wig that was even longer because of when wow. I was in prison and whatnot, but then, and then they had a beard that was, I think the same price, but, um, but no, it was long, it was long, uh, going into it. That's all my hair. And they, uh, and they, we just, I think they just put like some gel or some stuff in it just put it, ran it through my hair and <laughs> threw a hat on. And I was like, great, this is great. I love this. You know, it, was, it just felt, it felt I don't know, oddly familiar and uh, comfortable at home, you know, for, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. They, they did that. And then, uh, and I did it. I just, I did, I'm doing another show now and they, and we cut it off. At one point I had shaved the sides of it, like, and just left the top and it was just like a, you know, like a braid down with the, with the shaved sides. And then, and uh, that was it. And then, yeah, now it's gone. <laughs> now it's, all now it's gone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well cool. it fit the part, I think, the longer hair. It looked, it looked good, nice and greasy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we were cracking up, Sephardah and Greg and I were laughing our asses off because I hear I am in, in the courthouse scenes. You know, you barely know I'm in there because we're just in the background, you know, mm -hmm. offering our support or lack thereof, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, oh, Gary put on his Sunday's best for this court hearing. You know, it's like, <laughs> Took the ball cap off for this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just, uh, it was, it was pretty funny. It reminded me when I did that movie Home, and it was my and Kathy says to me, "You're not wearing that to church." I was like, "No, I'm, I got something else." And like I go to church in just these baggy sweatpants with a with a suit jacket on instead. Like, it's, it's really, yeah, thick. those are your good clothes. It was fun, but yeah, we got we had a lot of laughs. It's funny on you know, projects that are that serious and stuff. And even with Paul, like before we were doing those scenes in the prison and whatnot, they um, they. Uh, we were joking around and just laughing, you know, in between takes and in, be in between all that stuff. And that was, that was just nice to have somebody that you could, that you that can do that, you know, cause it's, yeah. that's a lot, it's lucky that we can, you know, like it's not, a lot of people don't, you have to stay, they have to stay in it and not be, and that's, and that helps even no matter how much you're good at joking around and 
and having fun, it's always better to have at least a few of those quiet moments before you just to get yourself back into that headspace the way you you want to have it and, right. and, need it and stuff. So and like you know, and and then it was a weird role to play in the sense that with with you you have to kind of think of things in from every person's standpoint from from every person's perspective because when things like this happen, I would imagine it affects everybody viscerally and in a different way as well because you have Paul there and and everyone obviously the audience isn't going to like him and they're going to be like this mm-hmm. this fucking psycho and and like just can't stand him and then they did a really good job of making of bringing the human aspect into it with with you know with the narration and and all that stuff from you know the Jessica Roach and and doing all that stuff it kind of it reminded me of um of uh of a little bit of uh like Schindler's List when they singled the little girl out with the with the red coat and because you can look at this black and white thing and just see bodies moving around but there's not really much of a connection there but when you mm-hmm. single one person out of there it's you, it lets you know just every single person in that wide shot of everything going on has their own story their own story of survival or not and yeah really puts it brings a brings the weight and the gravity of it into perspective and that's what he did i thought they did a fantastic job of that in blackbird because this guy did so many horrible things to so many women and girls really and and um and it's it'd be it wouldn't be as human it wouldn't you wouldn't have have that connection if you didn't bring single at least one of them out to bring that element into it because you say oh he killed 40 girls like oh that's terrible but when you actually get to kind of get an in a, a perspective from one of them and then it really it really has a lot more gravity to it and then like with, yeah. with my character with gary it was um it was like you know yeah it's my brother so of course i'm naturally going to have this this defense of him even if maybe deep down inside i i i uh i think there's a chance he might have done it and whatnot and i'm in this state of denial and 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 not wanting to give anything up on him, you know, because I'd heard some people saying, oh, Gary wouldn't have ratted on him that quickly. And it's like, but I didn't really give them any information that would have, that could have arrested him or gotten him right. any longer. I just told them the story that happened. And I probably could have just denied it just like yeah. <laughs> later on, like Larry would have. Yeah. But then, you know, and it, and it hits, it affects everybody differently. Um, and, you know, I would imagine you have to, like, that's the hard part about, that that not the hard part, but that's one of the things that you definitely have to do as an actor is really look at your character and say, how am I affected by this guy? By my this is my brother. How would I respond to that? And you have to. And then the way the scenes were written, Dennis does so so much in such a little amount of time. He can he can he allows you to convey a lot of a lot of the, who the character is in a short period of time. Like you don't you I don't know I don't know. It's just I was lucky. It was just very lucky. You know, it's, it's a good show. Yeah. I Very wish cool. there was more seasons for it wasn't that it was a limited for me too I mean, it was fun to keep going doing doing something I mean if it's not if it's not, obviously I don't want <laughs> want it to be for more people that are found or anything like that right. that's why I'm saying I wish it'd be fun to be, have like Taryn Taryn and I go trying to find the locations of the, on, on his, you know, yeah. his map that he remembered or whatever yeah <laughs> it turns into like this buddy cop like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, Jimmy Jim, and Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy and Gary, like Tango and Cash or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that road. would be funny. We could do it. We could do it. So, like, is this limited series format something that you like, or do you prefer like doing like big feature movies, or would you rather do something else more like Quantico, where it's like more of like just long running show? Um, that's a good question. Uh, 
Uh, no, I think I'd prefer to do things that have a, a an end nearer in sight. I guess mm. the, is the thing because I I don't I don't want to be caught on a project on the same project for a really long period of time. And especially like my whole thing now is that I just really want to work close to home, which doesn't mm. usually happen at all. Like I want to. I I told my agent manager that after because I'm doing a show on ABC called Will Trent, and I told him after this, if it's not if it's not filming out west. Don't send it to me. I'm not, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm coming to be, I'm going to be closer to home from now on. Cause I just miss too much. And my family is more important to me than anything mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. it's me going and doing, you know, after this one in one independent film a year or something like that, just to stay on health insurance for through SAG and whatnot, just for the family. And then I'll go, I don't care. I'll go fish for a living or, you know, stock shelves at Costco or something. I don't know. <laughs> I would. I would absolutely, hundred percent. I absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not above any of that. So I, I, uh, I just, now it's more about me being able to come home, uh, and be with my, my kids as often as I possibly can, you know, and don't yeah. get me wrong. I want to do my work and, and, and do as good of a job as I can. That's, that's extremely important to me. I take it very seriously, but I, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. Be a little more picky and choosing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As I, I, and it's, and even now it's not even about the, it's not even about the material to me as much anymore as it is about being the, the, the leniency and scheduling mm-hmm. is, is the most important thing to me at this point. Cause I've done the whole deal with, you know, t- 10 months out of the year, 16 to 18 hours a day, every day doing mm-hmm. it with the thing. And, the, and it's great, great pain, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, but my, my, like I said, being my time with my family is more important to me with my kids and my wife and just uh, that is what's yeah. just more as it should be for everybody as well. Yeah. Absolutely, I don't, yeah. I hope, that, I hope that every actor that comes on here would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in a position, like I said before, I'm not in a position like Matt Damon where I get to say, oh, I, I, I'm never going to be more than two weeks away from my wife. It's like, yeah, well, you can fly her, you can fly her, you know, however you want. You, come right. you, you have that, you, he has that kind of pull. I don't. So I just, you know. And he has that bank account that can fly. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He kind of can do that. Mm-hmm. Were you in New Orleans for the whole six months or were yours kind of segmented? No, it was segmented. I was, um, I was, I was only there for a couple of weeks, I think collectively, because then we had a shoot where I had to go do a green screen thing to put me into one of the courtroom scenes. They didn't get an angle or something that they, that they needed for one of the shots. So I was shooting an independent movie called, well, it was called Homestead and I think they changed the name of it. So I have no idea what the name of it is anymore. Uh, I don't, I just, they told it, they said it to me once and I can't remember now, but I was shooting that and it was, I, I had, I like you guys have COVID right now. I had COVID right before that. I was totally fine. I didn't, I didn't, nothing was wrong after I got it. I didn't have any symptoms. I lost my taste for like a, a week or something like that. Yes, I did too. Which was, hmm. which was fine. It didn't bother me. And then, uh, and then I went and then they, they made us get the vaccine for the shows, you know, all, all the, all the movies and shows you had to get vaccinated for. So I went and got the vaccine and I went straight from doing a table read in Homestead in Tennessee to New Orleans to go do this little quick. It was just a shot of me. And you saw it. I mean, it's pretty it's it's there. It was green screen. It was just a shot of me and our mom in the in the courthouse there. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy as hell. You know, just you just show up. I couldn't even I couldn't even barely walk. I, I got that vaccine. I lost almost 20 pounds in one weekend. I was really dead. from the vaccine. Yeah, I thought I honestly thought I was going to die in the hotel. I had, they were completely shut down. New Orleans had no, 
people working, everything was closed down. You couldn't call room service to bring like soup up to you or anything. I had no water, no nothing. I just was, I was just up in my hotel room. My mattress was completely soaked through wet. And I, I honestly thought I was going to, I was just going to die. I didn't sleep for three days and all that stuff. And then I went to go to work on the Monday and I was still, you know, I had, like I said, I hadn't slept in, in at that point, two and a half days. And I showed up there and they wouldn't let me go to set because, uh, because I was sick, even though I tested negative for COVID, it wasn't COVID. It was just the, from getting the, the mm-hmm. vaccine. Um, they wouldn't let me do it. So then I had to, ended up having to go shoot. Um, after I filmed Homestead, I went straight up to New York and with Ray and we shot, um, what little, you know, the little, uh, pieces that we had to sh- that they needed the shots of at a, on a soundstage in, uh, in New York. And, and then I got COVID like a month after that, again, a different oh, wow. restraint of it and was totally fine again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good with the COVID. It was the vaccine that actually absolutely <laughs> destroyed it. It flattened me. It was bad. Yeah. Okay. Asked it now. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Hopefully we're moving forward. <laughs> Um, so actually speaking of like green screen and stuff, so there are these pictures of you and Paul dressed in like civil war stuff. Was there like a point where you guys had to do like a photo shoot where you're dressed in these like stuff or did they just like Photoshop that or do you know? Yeah. So usually what they, they or yeah, before a movie starts or a show starts or anything like that, if there's going to be any kind of like place where you're at home or pictures where they're going to have pictures of you as a kid or anything like that on, on, there what they just ask you to send them send production uh, uh the photos of you and they'll let you know like hey do you have any of when you're like kid or photos you want to share with a kid when you were a kid and then um just pictures of you when you're younger and you look you know you look a little younger so uh, i think we just sent them you know i don't know i made a handful of pictures or something like that or maybe they pulled it offline i don't even know i don't know what pictures <laughs> used for i don't know but usually that's what, how it works they just they get a picture of you and then and then do their magic. Movie magic. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to dress up in their the whole no. regalia. No. God. Yeah. Just what I want to wear. Yeah, let's go down to New Orleans in July and yeah. I'll wear some, some wool. <laughs> and it was hot last summer. It was. Because I'm I'm in the south and it's it's hot down here. Yeah, I was just there filming another indie in North Carolina. I just got done with the other day and it was just whew. Yeah. Thunderstorms. A halting production, typical, you know, that's, yeah. that's typical summer. Mm-hmm. Where are you we're, about? I'm in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Humid so we're too. extremely humid. It's horrible today, um, but we have no rain. Yeah. We have no. not had rain since May, I think. Is Besides that right? like a few drizzles. So we're in a severe drought right now, but. Hmm. It'll- we can have some of my rain. I'm in Alaska and it's been raining like August is always rainy up here. Whereabouts in Alaska are you? Uh, Fairbanks. Oh, because eventually that's where we're, when the kids get a little older, that's where I'm heading. Oh, um, really? To Alaska, huh? Yeah, that's where I'll be spending my last days for sure. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I go up there every summer. I fish up there and my work. I, I try to spend my summers working on my Captain Steve's boat up there at Captain Steve's Fishing Lodge. We, he's a good friend of mine and they want me no up there. Way. I just got done filming. I haven't had time. I went to the fight and then I just, I just got here and. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, 100%. I love Alaska. Absolutely. Where love. Where do you go? Like you go fishing? Yeah, we go. I fly into Homer from Anchorage and then we drive about 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes up north to Nanilchik, which is just right up, right up the Kenai Peninsula from there. And we launch oh, up. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, right, right out of Nanilchik right there. That's so. crazy. <laughs> Alaska's beautiful. I oh. got so- to go to Anchorage a few years ago. It was beautiful. 
You should come to Fairbanks. <laughs> I'd go up there. I'd li- I really do. I, I, at some point, I'd like to go up because I've only seen the glow of it from a distance, but I'd really like to go up north as far as I can to see, get a really clear view of the auroras. And, and yeah, check. totally. It's just now starting to be like aurora season again now, with, now that it's finally, because, you know, it's through summer, it's light out all the time. But now that it's starting to get dark out at night again, the aurora has been beautiful. They've got the aurora scale too. You ever look at that to see? Oh yeah. Clarity of the auroras, they can they can gauge it pretty pretty accurately. So it's it's yeah, I love it. I I love it up there. And my <laughs> wife her up and she loves it too. So we'll see we'll see if I can drag her up there. I think she's yeah. Got, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, Alaska's is this place to go. Sorry, I had to move my te- my uh, screen into the into the bedroom because I, the office, my grandma have a fold out couch. Cause that's the only, it's a, it's a bed that we put a big thing on. Cause my grandma can't get up the stairs. So she has, so we keep, we keep her down here, but mm. last thing I look at is my grandma's whole setup. From, <laughs> yeah, she'll be 90 uh, on the 19th of September this year. Wow. So thing for, yeah. The 19th? My 90. birthday is the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, happy early birthday then. <laughs> Kristen's was just on uh, August, yeah, two uh, fourth. August 4th. Well, happy late birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I had the finale of Blackbird on my birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, mm-hmm. God, we could uh, give you that on your birthday. <laughs> yes, it was. Everyone was like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, um, watching TV. Yeah. I like to watch yeah. my shows. I mean, once you hit a certain age, I, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, my mine's coming up on the seventh. I'll be forty this year, and the um, I think I'll probably. I'm pretty sure I'll be working, but the, if I can get that day to come out, I, I really want to go see Tom Jones in concert in <laughs> Vegas. I, Tom Jones, I I don't know. I I love that guy. He's, well, he's, he, there's not that many of those guys from that era left that are actually yeah. still doing it. And like the guy, the, I mean, he got to sing with everybody. He got to sing mm-hmm. with Stevie Wonder, Little Richard, you know, uh, Wilson Pickett, and all those guys. It's just it's just I don't know. I like that era, and I like those. I like the guy, the people from that era. Are just like he's a baller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's something on my like bucket list is to see all of the big legends before they stop touring. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we had Kiss tickets for their last thing, but we weren't. I was out of town working, and my wife couldn't make it for something. I was I was bummed, and then we went. We were going to go see Bob Seger on his ride out tour, and. We thought it was on the Friday, but it was on Thursday. And we, my buddies were up visiting. My buddy Mike Jackson was up visiting. His wife were like, hey, we'll send you guys out to dinner and just go have a date night and we'll watch the kids and just, you know, go do that. And so, you know, I'm thinking you guys are going to watch our kids the next night while we're at the concert. So we'll watch your kids while you guys go have a nice dinner. We'll get, we, we got it covered. And it happened to be that the concert was that Thursday. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was bummed, bummed about that because I love Bob Seger. And then, yeah. uh, I've bought tickets three different times to go see Aerosmith when I was in the military, actually. And one was Aerosmith, Kid Rock, and Run DMC. One was Aerosmith and Cheap Trick. And one was Aerosmith and Kiss. Wow. And they're all at the Ice Palace. I think they're all at the Ice Palace. Maybe one was a different place down in Florida. But every time I either had to be out in the field training or or I was deployed. So I never got to go see Aerosmith. And I still oh. have, to this day, seen Aerosmith. And I, I really really want to see Aerosmith. Dang. But you you said that you did like security for like an Aerosmith music video yeah. or something. Video for uh oh my gosh. I want it was the one where they were in their it was like a it was an Alice in Wonderland deal. It was the it wasn't was it Hole in My Soul or 
it was from the Nine Lives album, but I can't remember. I want to, or no, maybe it was just Push. I don't know. I think it was Nine Lives. It was so long ago now. I can't remember. I was I was there for just briefly for you know an hour or something in there while they were doing it. And I was just in, I, I know I love Aerosmith. So I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It was it was that. Super Bowl halftime show, a pinnacle halftime show for me because NSYNC, Britney, <laughs> Nelly, that was like, I was in high school during that. So like, it was like my big. That was the big one for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge NSYNC fan. I, you know, love boy bands, but um, they were like in 2000, I guess, I think it was probably 2000 and I was in high school. So that was like my big moment. So that album, that Aerosmith, I mean, I grew up on Aerosmith. My parents loved them. But- that Just Push Play album was like my yeah. high school era. So that brings back memories for me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Those are all, I, I mean, they don't put, I don't think they put out anything bad. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I did see that because I saw it later on um, on YouTube, but I haven't watched a, I haven't watched a professional football game since the tuck rule. That was the last football game I watched was Raiders Patriots back in, I think, 99. Mm. I think it was 99 that that happened. I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched <laughs> <laughs> fights i don't watch any anything but the fights now that's that's that's, that's the one thing i don't miss is, is fight nights and ufc and i'll watch a lot of bellator and stuff like that so there's a little trivia for you <laughs> i don't watch the football game since tom brady's rookie season um, which now that dates me i guess that's that while ago well, well we're at the same age well i'm a little bit younger but yeah yeah so. we'll talk- we're, we're almost at that at the hill, right? We're almost yeah, at the top. I would say I can see 40. I still have another year, but. It's, it's coming up quicker than you think. I know. It's scary. That's <laughs> ah, fine. It'll be fun. I, I'm not worried. I'm going to go to do a big two-week uh, trip in London for in the UK for my right, yeah. So yeah, That'll be fun. There's so much to see there. Like You can go down and get off on Piccadilly Circus and just go see tons of stuff just right there. The mm-hmm. library and you know Trafalgar Square and all that stuff. Just has, it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's, that's that's cool. That's really cool. drown my sorrows in the UK for turning forty. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I will say it's a little. It's usually a little overcast there, so if yeah. you're looking for sunshine and rainbows, it might might not be the. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really I'm glad you guys like the show so much. You know, and put this thing together. It's just cool that, you, that, that I wouldn't have to know with all the even know how to do any of this stuff that you guys do with like setting up a podcast and links. I'd, I'd have to hop. I mean, if you ever want to, I'd be willing to help you out. You're <laughs> really good at everything. You know, you had to do it all. I don't know how to do any of it. I'm so bad technologically. I'm just, I'm, I'm God awful. Every time I get done with the zoom audition now, if I have a zoom audition, like for Blackbird stuff, I'm just happy not only to get the audition and do the audition, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm might slightly more happy that I was able to get on the zoom meeting and get off of it. Because it's, it's it's a chore for me. I'm not good with this stuff. You know? <laughs> the last generation to grow up without, you know, internet is, mm-hmm. is kid. And, it doesn't uh, come as second nature. No, and I, and once it, when it came out, I was already over it. I didn't wasn't really mm-hmm. into this stuff. I have uh, let me see here. I have forty. There's other people that have a lot more than me, but I have eight hundred five unread texts and almost forty two thousand unread emails. So I don't. I'm just. I don't 
look at it. <laughs> I'm with you on the emails. I hate checking email because I check it for work and <laughs> I'm like, eh, my personal email just gets over flooded. I used to be one of those people that would check everything because I hated having the red mm-hmm. little thing next to it because people are like, oh, it drives me crazy. And I, I got that. But then once you just kind of say, nah, mm-hmm. you just really make up your mind. It's so yeah. liberating. It's such a nice You can list. also turn that off. I turn it off on my email so I don't see how many unread emails I have. <laughs> see, again, there you go. I don't know how to even yeah. do that. So yeah. <laughs> DM me on that one. <laughs> Send you a little yeah. video of how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I try yeah, I'd like to get it back up to Alaska and go deckhand again. Eventually that's what I, that'd be my dream. Like work a couple months acting out of the year and then go up and spend my summers up there deckhanding and, and do that. That'd be That's yeah. Oh it's so it's so beautiful in like the southeast and uh all those fish. I haven't been to Homer or in, around there, but I've been down to like uh, Seward yeah. and uh, like in that area and yeah it's, it's so gorgeous pretty. everywhere you look it's a postcard mm-hmm. it's just oh man no totally yeah make your way up to, to Fairbanks and like Denali and stuff one day you know up in the you know or in the middle I, of the I'd state. love to get up that get up north further like that this lady I know up there she worked at uh, she worked at Captain Steve she made some fireweed honey out of the fireweeds there are people that don't know they have a it's a, a it's a flower really it looks it's pretty they call it a fireweed purple mm-hmm. pinkish flower and it grows from the bottom up and when the last the very tip top of it blooms that marks the end of summer so it's and it's and it's very accurate like it's it's extremely accurate and she uh had all these bees that were that she got fireweed honey out of and she gave me a jar of that fireweed honey and i have a peach tree out in the backyard and i was like hey i'm gonna put these two together so i cut slices (laughs) of peaches and was drizzling that fireweed honey over the top of it i'm telling you what that was It's neighbor walks. And he's like, oh, he's, he just thinks I eat like crazy healthy. I'm like, no, trust me. I, if it wasn't this, I'd be eating Taco Bell right now. And <laughs> it's not that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. The fireweed's already turning red here. Like snow is inevitable. Yeah, you're in for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah, last last winter was so like we had tons of snow, like the most snow in years. And it's so funny because we have this huge snow dump that's like in the middle of this highway, but it's like where they just dump all the excess snow when they're plowing roads. And it was huge at the end of winter and it was still there. Like a couple weeks ago, there was still a pile of snow there that hadn't melted through the summer. And they just like last week started breaking it down so that they would have room for this year's snow because it's about to start That's snowing crazy. again. So they had to like make room for it. It was in a snow. shady spot that just was never getting any direct sunlight or something. No, it was just so much. It was just this huge, it was like a, a whole mountain <laughs> of snow and they like it, it, it had melted down through the summer, but it, there was still like kind of a significant pile there. And so finally they're like, we have to get rid of this so that there will be room for us to put snow here yeah. for this crazy. year. Cause that's where they dump it for, yeah, when the good thing the about that, though, is that's what keeps people from moving up there in the droves. They can't handle the winters. They can't handle that. So that's what I'm yes, We moved out. Totally. I live in Idaho, and it's just like, all right, it, we're, 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 a little, we're a little full here now. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't make the cutoff. So, yeah, it's just getting so crowded here now. It's just not It's not like it was when we first moved here. It's mm-hmm. just so many people are moving here. It's just all California and Texas plates everywhere Just that are that people just moving here in droves. So Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be the other nice thing to have is when I'm, when we do move up to Alaska is just the the knowing that it, yeah they're not going to move up. <laughs> no, yeah, it takes a special kind yeah. of person to live. I will here. only go to Alaska <laughs> in the summer months. That's no winter months for you. 
No, I lived through, <laughs> I grew up in the Northeast, so on the coast. So I, I don't, I, I'm over the snow. That's why I moved South yeah. <laughs> over yeah. it. It's that, that cold, wet, that, that stuff cuts through your bones right there. Mm-hmm. That's... But Alaska's dry. It's not, it's not oh, a wet cold don't here. Don't promote it. Oh, I mean, yeah, don't, no, don't move here. Uh, <laughs> Jake, you can move here. No one else. <laughs> yeah, Idaho and Alaska just, oh, yep, just filled up. Yeah, they just. <laughs> and people are leaving Texas because it's so freaking hot here. <laughs> I yeah, think we've, we haven't been below 95 since May. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it's like that here this summer, this summer here, it's been a, it's been a really hot summer from, from when I've been here for it. And I missed a lot of the triple digit numbers that we've had up here, but it's been like really, really hot up here. But yeah. luckily we don't have the, or no, we do have, it's very humid here and it's miserable. So <laughs> yeah. my neighbor would be so mad at me if I started like saying anything good about living here. <laughs> Yeah, don't move here. <laughs> so we 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 we've accomplished a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Um, I we wanted to ask you about some previous roles that you've been in, real just real quick, particularly because we've talked to Joe Williamson, who was uh, in Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. and so we want to ask you about yes. your time on Grey's Anatomy, which I know you guys never overlapped yeah. there, but um, but yeah. So when you played uh, Alex was it uh, Karev's brother in Grey's Anatomy? Can yeah, you tell Karev, us about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the one that I auditioned for, and it was actually uh, one of the few shows that I've been on that I actually watched before being on it. My wife and I got we got turned on to right after I came back from Iraq, sometime after I came back from Iraq, and we were at a friend's uh, party at her house, and that episode with Kyle Chandler where he's holding the like the RPG that was yeah. logged or something, and they played that. They played, I think it was Breathe or something like they played some song on there. Oh, it's we're, Breathe, I think. Yeah, it was, it was right, and we were. Party, like we were at a party and it wasn't like a rager party it was just like a dinner party or something but everyone just kind of stopped what they're doing when that came on and just kind of looked over at the tv when that scene was happening and then he gets you know blown up and we're like what show is this this looks cool. turn this on to it. We, I, guess, I think that was like in the second season so i went back mm-hmm. and bought my wife the first season on dvd and then bought the second season so we could catch up and then we just started watching it and uh and then i ended up getting on the show and everybody on that show you know because because when you're on when you're series regular on a show, especially if a show that's popular, it's important, I think, to make the guest stars feel welcome that come on because they already feel a little bit out of place anyway. You know, they already feel like this isn't my house. This is their house. This is kind of that. And sometimes you go on a show and you're felt, you're made to feel like this isn't your house. This is someone right. else. But that wasn't the case on Grey's. Every cast member was so friendly, so nice. Freaking Justin Chambers was just funny. He was, he was great. And, uh, and Ellen was fantastic. Everyone on that show is just very, very welcoming to me and very personable and, you know, would include you in the, every conversation they were having and stuff. And it was kind of like, wow, this is really, really cool. You know, like that, that they're making me feel so comfortable and at home. And, uh, and there was a fight. <laughs> there was a, I think Eric Dane was, um, he was, we had a fight scene to do and he showed up like either during the rehearsal or when we were doing the fight scene. Cause he had just had a baby as well. He and his wife had just had a baby and Justin and I were doing the fight scene and, and I, you know, my, I have a bad back and he would slam me into the wall and it was fine. It was totally fine to the door and the handle on the hospital door just kept hitting me right in that spot where my two herniated discs were. I was like, Oh God, I don't know how much more of this I'm going to be able to take. Cause it was repeated, you know, cause you have to do it a few, quite a few different times. I think we broke two doors during the filming of that they weren't like prop <laughs> doors they were legit you know 
doors. We kept knocking them, knocking them off. But at one point he gets on top of me and he's like hitting me or whatever. And then Bailey comes up and starts hitting him with a clipboard. And we were, and his pants had ripped open. His scrubs had ripped open. He's right in front of me. So his crotch is just right in front of me with his, with his underwear. And he's hitting me. He didn't know it. And I'm, I'm just looking at <laughs> my face. And I'm just I'm going, no, no, Alex, not again. Not again, Alex. You know, doing that whole thing. We were all, we were all dying laughing. It was, we had a lot of fun with it. It was just a, it was a fun role. And I have like a, I think I had like a hernia. It was a hernia that I had. Mm-hmm. They did it. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was, that was a really fun experience for me. I, it was, it was neat. And I think I'm, I think they said my character's in a mental institution now or something like that. So, yeah. well, Alex Karev left too, so. Yeah, did he? Did he? Yeah. What, what, what? He left a couple I seasons ago. He left with Catherine Heigl's character, right? Yes. He okay. just randomly left one day. Okay. Well, yeah. I do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, Apparently they had kids. I mean, their show has run for like what season twenty? Something like that. Like a crazy yeah. high number, and it's still going. They have plans for. They have a whole set of mm-hmm. interns that they just cast for the next right? season. That's crazy. Stuff. It was it, yeah, and it was and it was very. They ran. It was a it was a well run show. They've got it dialed in, and it was it was. Uh, I was just I was just impressed with how friendly and welcoming everybody was. It was really cool. Joe said the same thing on uh, when we interviewed him that it was a very welcoming set. Yeah. Yeah. You felt, you felt like, even though I was playing a family member of one of the regular, mm-hmm. it, it made you feel like you were. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That was neat. Cool. Um, so you just finished filming something like last week, right? Can you tell us what, what's going on with that? Yeah, I, wish, I, I, I wish I could do a good job of explaining this because it's so, it's, 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 there's a lot going on. It's like, a, um, it's a, it's a kind of like a, I don't want to say science fiction, but it's kind of a, a, I guess you can say science fiction thriller kind of film that, uh, involves multiple timelines and interconnectedness with us being the same people throughout these different timelines. And there's a, a gateway to that, to access those, these instances and these moments that happen throughout history with the history repeating itself with the same people being the same people throughout history. It's, it's, it's such a, you'd have to watch it. It's called sight and, uh, sight. and yeah, S I T E. Yeah. It's I, 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 I do such a bad job of explaining. <laughs> I, you know, it was one of the, another one of those ones where you got, you got like, I got the offer on it like just a couple of days before we started filming and I, and then we started filming was kind of like getting thrown into it and just really playing catch up and trying to, you know, get as much done as, as much work done as you possibly can, given the, given the parameters yeah. of time to do it. Cause you always want to do a good job. You always want to do as good of a job as you can, but sometimes you're just not given the time, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. you got to improvise, adapt and overcome to those things and then see what comes out of it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll see, check it out. How's uh Mickey Ishikawa, um, uh, Theo Rossi's in it. Uh, he's great. They're they're great people. And Ariel Kebbell's in it. They're just a fun, fun, really fun cast. Really fun, cool cast. It was it was neat. It was, there was some pretty fun scenes to work on in there. They built a hell of a set too. They built this one set that was just unreal. Really, they they, they went above and beyond for it. It's cool. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to watch out for that then. it's it's crazy i mean taryn's performance 
in that role mm-hmm. is wild because he is like he's acting like he's acting it's yeah it's crazy there's a lot of I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just so happy for all of them because they're you know what what's they're they're so talented and they're such they're such they're so good my god they're so freaking good and and but it's more important to me that they're good people and they're mm-hmm. they're they're just great guys they're so nice they're so personable and just they're just good people and that's what's that's 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 what should be most important and that, and that's why i just I, I wish them everything i wish i hope they just get every every good thing thrown at them this year yeah for yeah. award season and everything else because they really do both those guys 100 percent deserve it and they're going to yeah, they're so good. I think everybody yeah. on this we, show actually... deserves an Emmy because it's just so good from top all the way down. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, that's, that's an <laughs> Who knows what happens? I don't have any knowledge of that kind of stuff. I don't. Well, we've been talking about it for every episode. We say um, that we should be in charge of the Emmy submissions because we would submit right. everybody. <laughs> We pick the scenes that people should submit. So if the Emmy people are listening, (laughs) we've done their job for them. Is that how it works? Is that even how is that how the things work? I don't know. I know they get. I think they have to submit clips, like specific clips, for the Emmy committee or something. I didn't even know that. I think, yeah, I I think that's how it works for the Oscars. I have no idea. I have no idea how it works. (laughs) I have no clue how any of that stuff works. So. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. we'll submit your scenes for it, and we'll we'll get we'll take care of it for you. <laughs> do whatever. It sounds, yeah. yeah, it sounds good. But those guys do. Those guys really really deserve deserve it. They, jeez, I mean, because you can have people that go in there and do a great job, and they do it, but they're but they're. God, I it's not. It's going to be nowhere near as transformative as they had to be to adapt those characters to to bring those characters to life and like anyone that knows paul knows that paul's nothing like mm-hmm. larry larry hall in real life but to transform himself in such in such a manner like that 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 takes just a, a different level of talent and that was that was incredible yeah god yeah. he nailed it it's it brilliant was- like he creeps you out but it's so good that you can't stop watching but it's so creepy <laughs> It is. That's what makes it kind of weird to have like that scene at the end of the show, like the very last scene that he and I had together. It was like because that you have to take that that out of it, bring the human element into it mm-hmm. as a brother in it, and how you would have to do it. And that was that was you know that was a little challenging to do that just because of his you know what you knew he did, but right. it being Paul and Paul being so good and just being able to go in there and do the scenes and, and bang them out like that was just ideal on all levels. So it was, it was, yeah. You both nailed that scene it was great. at the end. We I, we've talked about it in our last episode of the show. That like that scene, that last scene was it was intense. It was good. You yeah, guys both did was, a great job. It was. I always and I always and I you know we <laughs> thank you. I appreciate. I just can't. I just, thank you very much. It was it was a <laughs> it was a fun one to do. Oddly enough, it was fun. You know. Yeah. Love how, how I always use my manners too. In the, in, in the, like I guard when I come in, he thanks me for the water, and you know, it's just, I just yeah. thought, I always like little things like that because you just because you can be a bad guy but still have you know you can be a guy or perceptibly be a bad guy or potentially be a bad guy, and, but you know you still have manners during during the whole thing. Yeah. 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 I like those little. I like those little, little. Yeah. Those are those are nice. Especially, yeah, because that scene, like when Gary goes into the house and like Macaulay and Miller are, are like getting ready for him to bring a rifle out or something and chase him off, and then he brings out 
like the photo just photo. look uh yeah um, <laughs> and beer. that was that was one part that wasn't scripted that part where they stand up with with their guns that was like one of those that was another one of those things where they came up with it on the fly like or i go up to get in there and then you know, you figure a lot of these things you figure out on the day and it makes sense. And like, they would like, if they, if I'm walking back into the house after I just gave them a look idea, then, and I'm going in there, they'd be like, wait a second, what's he going to do? And they'd be on there. And then I come out and just kind of brush it, like just shake my head at him. So that was just kind of like, they came up with that. Greg and Sepeda came up with that. And then I came out and then that was the reaction I had with the, with the thing, because it was, it felt right. It felt, right. it totally felt right. And it was, again, it was such a comfortable place to be oddly oddly enough again saying that but we were in such a good place with the scene and and doing it that um anything that anything that would have happened that somebody would have done differently we would have been able to react to it naturally and and revise as it came along it was just it was just great it was great yeah i mean that was really cool i mean it was very it was kind of just like a subtle little yeah moment but yeah. it made a lot of sense and yeah. it felt very real it was very it cool yeah it was a great yeah. catch and that wasn't me that came up with that that was that was greg and Sepeda that came up with that so it was it was it was and then you know and then the way natalie shot the whole thing was just like, she was so she's good. so good, good man was, i'm really looking forward to seeing anything that she does really mm-hmm. yeah she was amazing yeah she's got a very uh and i i mean this is all in in all compliments is a very deacons-esque kind of i don't know just style in her, her shots and that's you know he's the he's the he's the if you're gonna have any kind of person to emulate if i if i got into the dp world tomorrow i'd say what kind of movies who, what dp do i want to emulate myself after and i think almost every dp will agree roger deacons is the is the mm-hmm. is the man and he she has a very and not, and not not exact not like not like in a copycat way or anything, but just the way that she throws you into these scenes and where you feel like you're either a fly on the wall or you're actually being, or you're the person actually conducting the interview. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's a very, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do either to get it right. And she gets it right. She gets, she's so good. Like I was just, I kudos to her. The show wouldn't have been the same without her. And that totally, yeah. In all, in all sincerity. Yeah. She was fantastic. We were we were lucky to be able to talk to her too for our show, and yeah, she's yeah. got a great mind and a really yeah an artistic eye that's just yeah, amazing. It, does. it was it, so interesting to listen to her. Yeah, she. I mean, she she figures it all out right there on the on the spot. Like she she find, she sees something and then she figures out the best way to shoot it, and that's that's what makes that, that. And she's able to do it, you know, like that, and that's mm-hmm. what makes that's what makes makes her great. Yeah, absolutely. And and she'll she'll work, you know, if she has an idea, she'll work really hard to mm-hmm. make it happen too. Like the one scene like the scenes from the first episode with Jessica Roach was like it was a big thing and they like kept running out of time and like the weather wasn't working out for it, but she like had this vision for the shots and just knew it had to be a part of the show and they made it work and then like mm-hmm. the very last day of shooting is when they finally were able to do it, but she like made that it it happened and it was just that much you know that much better that's that and that's 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 the ideal situation really where you're able to do that because a lot of times you will you'll work under parameters that will limit you with with budget with time with things like that but apple was apple was a really fun they were a fun company to work for they really had they really were just kind of left it left left everyone to their own devices. It was just kind of like, yeah, we want to make something that's really good make it really good. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, it, it had that feel to it at mm-hmm. least, even if it wasn't that, cause I don't know much about 
what's going on with all that executive stuff over there. I don't, and I don't, I have no, I have no interest in that whatsoever. But, um, but it really, it certainly had that feel, you know, that that feel of of freedom, where there wasn't like this, there wasn't a you know studio or anything, you know, fingers on chest kind of situation. It never had that. It just felt like they were really. 100% backing the project because they really enjoyed the script and really enjoyed everything, every aspect of mm. it. So wanted to make it as good as they could. And I think that's why. That's good. I mean, yeah, Apple's mm-hmm. doing amazing stuff lately. Like, but I mean, that must mm-hmm. be it that they're just kind of letting the people who are creating these shows have the freedom and uh, do whatever they need to do. Because I mean, everything from Apple mm-hmm. that I've seen is amazing. Like, I mean, Shining Girls is great. Ted Lasso's. Mm-hmm amazing severance like everything out of apple has been so good severance, I, everyone keeps telling me to watch it and i, I just you know i haven't watched anything in a long in a while i don't watch that much anyway but i i've been meaning to put that on to put severance on and they i did watch that uh they had that dinosaur the prehistoric planet on i I'm, i like that kind of stuff so i was watching, <laughs> watching that and they did a fantastic job with that you get you know get attenborough in there saying stuff <laughs> oh yeah you can make anything sound good. <laughs> it's got, yeah. It's, it's really, I, I, that was great. That was a great, I'm glad that they did that with John Favreau and all that. I'm glad that mm-hmm. they did that show. Cause I was, I was, we were needing another, we were needing a good dinosaur, you know, mm-hmm. documentary kind of type. Nature yeah. Type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do Separate. a podcast about that. How's that? Sound? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll help you out. Just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> We'll get a setup for you. <laughs> cool. Um, is there is there anything else you want to say to uh, to our listeners, to people who watch Blackbird? Just thanks for watching. I mean, there's uh, we 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 wouldn't be able to be do what we do for a living if people weren't watching what we were doing. And so the support means everything, and the fans and the, and the people, people like you guys that are putting on this podcast that really enjoy it. And you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't. Could you imagine doing a podcast for? <laughs> I hate this show and I hate it. So it, it just means a lot. And the reception from it, from the critics and from the audiences alike are just, it's, it's just, um, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a small piece of the puzzle in this one, but I, I, I really, um, I just really, I just, re- I love being a part of something that, that I, that I'm as much of a fan of as, as, as the audience and the critics seem to be mm-hmm. too. So it's, it's an honor. Uh, and a privilege to be able to do this for a living. And so um, just, I just, just, just my, my gratitude and my thanks is really, the, I think what's in order here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, we, I, I, I don't, I don't think that no, you're a small part of it. I, I think you had I, a major part of it. We, uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, just super appreciate you uh, coming on and telling us that you listened to our show that <laughs> kind of blew us away too. Sorry, and, I uh, missed the, the initial invite that you guys had because I, I don't, I'm not on that. This oh, no, totally. When I saw yeah. the thing that you said, I finally saw it. And I'm like, Oh, and then I realized you had sent me something weeks before. I'm like, Oh crap. Here, I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, no it's all good. Totally. We were yeah. super excited when you um, responded. We um, kind of freaked out with each other. So. Oh, was, yeah. Well, we well, well, I know. It's, it's the pleasure is all mine. It was, it's an honor to be here and, and talking to you guys. It really is. So. Thank you. Yeah. You're, we're excited. Yeah. We're, we were excited about it. Thank you, Jake. You're oh, awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you guys too, as well. <laughs>